1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to The Hidden Zoo, where every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. My name is Don, with me as always is Blake. What is happening, Don? I don't know. What is happening? Do we live in the real world anymore? No. This is real life? Yes. And we have a special guest this week. You may remember him from the Enfield Monster episode. It is our friend John. Hello. Now, this is special because uh, we're doing our election, our Bigfoot election follow-up episode. (laughs) And it's special. We have Wolf Blitzer in the studio with holograms. (laughs) Well, Blitzer, bring up the Bigfoot dick hologram. You know, you guys thought that it was a blue wave. It was not. It was a brown wave. Oh, it sounds like poo. Brown wave. Better than Trump talking about the red wave. That sounds like a euphemism for menstruation. That's true. He does, except he doesn't know what that is. It's that thing that comes out of the whatevers. You know. You know, okay. I now, know all about lady parts and, and why this is extra and how they work is because I think we mentioned in the Enfield Monster show that John actually works in politics. He's not a politician, but he's yet. He's way more familiar with this shit than we are. He's declaring his candidacy for it as un yet of unveiled uh, party that we're going to we're going we're gonna, to we're, we're working on a, a popular <laughs> movement here. Yeah. So John 2020, uh, not John 316. No. Oh. And what is that? That's the Bible. It's slightly. <laughs> I know. I had my Bible nearby. That's, I don't follow sports. I think that's the one where God so loved his, uh, God so loved people that he gave the life of his only son, Bigfoot. I think it's, yeah, I think it's one of the nice ones. Yeah. Well, no, it involves him murdering his kid, but he did oh, it for you. True. He did it for you, so it's okay. Yeah, but if, I mean, that's such a weird thing to unpack that yeah the omnipotent thing made a son that then he killed but it was also him for reasons and maybe people did it i don't i don't know it makes no sense no to me anyway but this is not a make fun of the bible podcast this is make fun of bigfoot not yet any well (laughs) can it be can it be both (laughs) okay all right so uh we have identified four Political figures from minor to incredibly major who have something to do <laughs> I can't fucking believe with, this with, doing. with Bigfoot one way or the other. What a privilege we get to do this. And we're going to we're going to put these in order of, of what uh, I, I put these in an order and the other two agree with this order. This is the order of threat they present to our democracy. Which I find really hilarious. You didn't know that Bigfoot was a legitimate threat to democracy, but among the 150 other things we have to worry about, we have to worry about Bigfoot. You know, I thought that 2016 was bad because, like, Alan Rickman and David Bowie both died. Yeah, it was rough. It is nothing compared to this fucking year. Well, Stan Lee was 95, so. He had a good run. I think he had a good run. I mean, he was talking. He was talking shit about Nazis in the '60s. Mm-hmm. 
So he's got a pretty decent track record of, hey, remember when I said this? And you look it up, yeah, that was 45, 50 years ago. Bigotry is bad. Hey, it's Stay un-American to be a dick to people. Yep. So we're going to from you. We're, we're going to start with uh, creator and star of Bigfoot Blood Trap, Edward X. Young. Edward X. Young. Do we know what the X stands for? Mm-hmm. Well, well they wouldn't let him use three of them. Or is this like a David X. Cohen thing where he just thought it sounded futuristic? And Harry Harry S. Truman. <laughs> I, I just yes stand for Harry S. What are you hiding? Uh, Edward X. Young. His IMDb doesn't say what it is. Yeah, I'm guessing there was another David Young registered in the Film Actors Guild or something. Oh, and there's no Street way. Actors Guild, he, uh... There is no way this guy's a member of SAG. <laughs> no fucking yeah, way. I don't think he's got a SAG card. I'd, I'd be. <laughs> he's still living off those Mega Man residuals. <laughs> I did watch a few, uh, a few of the trailers of his movie, of which apparently there are like six. And it's it really runs the emotional gambit. It's got some some love story to it. It's got some, a lot of action. Yeah. Just some like yep. there's a part where it appears that Sasquatch is like running the bowels of one of his victims, assuming he's checking for a perforation or something. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to remove a Civil War bullet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and man, nothing. The titties never look better than with a Sony Handycam in low light conditions. Mm-hmm. Are we- David, who this guy is yet? I don't think we've mentioned so, why he. Oh, yeah, why we're talking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah to refresh everyone's memory, David X. Cohen yeah. or Edward X. Young. Edward I, X. Like Young. the fir- the first episode, I kept wanting to call him that because he's the only other guy I know with X as a middle initial. Um, right. He was running for a school board seat in Brick, New Jersey. Uh, three seats were open. Seven people were in the field, uh, and the three seats went to. Stephanie Woolrob, Victor Pakala, and Nicole Siebert. Um, now, it came out shortly before Election Day that he was the star of this movie. Yeah. That was called... Bigfoot Blood the Trap. Bigfoot Blood Trap. Yep. And it was deemed to be violent, and <laughs> there's a part of where Sasquatch is peeing on someone's face. I, I like how you say it was deemed to be violent, like... The multiple disembowelings and the opening scene of a lesbian murder, double murder. Yeah, the MPAA wasn't involved with this. They did not actually get to see it somehow. Yeah. I'm guessing where they would have ruled on this movie was towards the adult end of the spectrum. Uh, so, but, rest, uh, but rest easy, residents of Brick, New Jersey. Your kids' education are... Educations are in <laughs> what I can Did only anybody, assume are marginally better hands. <laughs> well, young, Did you, the Edward X. Young's campaign slogan. No, it was literally "Make Brick Great." Oh shit! I think we talked about that when we covered it in the episode. I think we did find that <laughs> a little, a little <laughs> bit derivative. Too, I think I'm gonna gonna align myself with Trump. Trump likes the Bigfoot dicks too. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to apply any of my Bigfoot creativity to my slogan. <laughs> It also implies that Brick was never great to begin with, and yeah. he, he made great just the, for the first time. Well, What's wrong uh, with Brick, Mr. Young? I'm pretty sure he's probably right about that. It's That's Brick, probably true. New Jersey. It's a city but called it's, Brick in New Jersey. It sounds terrible. Like, yeah, it, it really probably does. they used to make bricks there 100 <laughs> years ago, and no one's been employed since. Uh, uh, so Young finished last. He still got like 5,000 votes, though. 6,000. 5,900 votes. 
5,900. He got almost six, almost 6,000 yeah. people. So 6,000 you know people were like, gonna, yeah, I want the guy who likes Bigfoot rape. I'm throwing my lot in with the Bigfoot raper. He didn't. Or rape. he's more of an accessory to Bigfoot rape. That's he didn't true. actually rape any Bigfoots. He was just uh, the facilitator of Bigfoot raping everyone <laughs> and murdering them. Yes. How the, fuck, how the fuck are we even talking about? I'm still amazed that, we're, that this is a thing we get to talk about. Hey, let's make a Bigfoot podcast. Also, let's sometimes talk about politics. <laughs> politics was like, fuck you. We're, <laughs> we got more Bigfoot than you ever expected. <laughs> and we a, haven't even been doing this for a year. I've, I'm still, I wish I had video of my friend's wife, Claire, just staring at me while I was just like in tears, laughing on the couch, <laughs> reading about, like trying to say aloud to myself <laughs> that potential congressman was into Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> I'm sorry, we haven't, we haven't got that. I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping yeah, ahead. Okay. Let's, so, so, uh, if you like, if you I'm like just really excited. Blood trap, IMDB has some recommendations for you if you thought that Bigfoot blood trap was good, including 2016's Make Them Die Quickly. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, a movie that's just called Blood Trap, which I don't think is actually related. Okay. A movie called When Death Calls, um, Night Vision, Paranormal Captivity, <laughs> and my personal favorite Paranormal is called Captivity. Knuckle Jack. Knuckle Jack? Yeah. Knuckle Jack. Knuckle yes. Jack. And yes, in case you're wondering, this dude knows Lloyd Kaufman from Trauma. Yeah. We found evidence of that last time. Lloyd Kaufman was credited in a, at least one of the movies that this guy was was doing. So uh, we just bought a really big TV. Like we bought, we we haven't put it on the wall yet. It's still in the box, but we just bought an eighty-two inch TV. And I can think of no better use for this gigantic television than watching Bigfoot Blood Trap. Bigfoot Blood Trap? Ah, oh, I'm gonna miss out. Uh, no. I couldn't find Bigfoot Blood Trap. I I looked online to watch it and I couldn't find it. I think it's on Vimeo. Is where I found it. Okay, I think. Well, the trailer, the trailer's on there. Yeah, it yeah, may not be released yet. They may, they, they may be waiting for like you know the spring dry season. So you it, know what we should do is try to get invited to the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> like go I mean, to this is this is a movie that's good enough to come out in in December. Oh, right? yeah. this is this is yeah. award worthy. We'll go to the AMC eight screener and brick for the yeah, world get premiere. Get my premiere dress ready. <laughs> oh yes. I'm just going to wear a Sasquatch suit like the one in the movie. Not like a really, really bad one? <laughs> yes, a really bad one. It, it's not even a Bigfoot suit. It's, it is just a gorilla suit. So where, well, here's our Amazon options. And they said, what do you think the budget is on this? We Ted Ted's cousin has a monkey suit already. Yeah. I haven't seen it <laughs> Look, yet. We had $10,000. He alleges, alleges that most of it is still there. We spent $6,000 on That's the difference between a $700 production and a $750 production right there. <laughs> so moving on from this dude, the guy who we have deemed next most likely to be a danger to our democracy is Dean Phillips. Uh, this was a guy we didn't talk about uh, prior to this because he didn't come up until we were actively looking for people to talk about in the Bigfoot post-election episode. Our, our Google <laughs> alert just lit up. <laughs> it did. So Dean Phillips uh, was running for Minnesota's 3rd Congressional District, and he is Bigfoot adjacent. Like he's he, he didn't do anything involving Bigfoot sex. Like two of our four 
Although haven't like haven't like forty five percent of people in Minnesota have had some contact with Bigfoot sex? Probably. But he's not I, one I, of them. Gotta imagine. Uh, he he was running as a Democrat, and what he did that's Bigfoot related is he did an ad where Bigfoot is searching for his opponent, uh, Eric Paulson, and it's a it's a minute and twenty seconds long, and I'm just going to play it because you don't need to see it to hear the audio. It's it is all uh, narrated by Bigfoot as he is searching for Eric Paulson. So here we go. Just picture like Harry and the Hendersons. Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. But he's talking. Yes. I thought. I was good at hiding. Huh. And Eric Paulson comes along. I mean, how can you have tens of thousands of people looking for you all the time and not one of them find you? I started to wonder, did Eric Paulson really exist? I mean, I mean where's the proof? Some blurry photo taken from miles away? Huh. I had to know, so... I had to come up with a plan. Paulson takes piles of money from Big Pharma and votes to erode essential health care protections. So, the most likely place to find him is at the Big Pharmaceutical Company. And that's where I went. I was prepared to stay there for weeks. It took seven minutes. I was so shocked. When I saw him walking by, I almost dropped the camera, but I got it. it. Visual proof. (sighs) So take it from me, Bigfoot. Eric Paulson really exists. And that's it. I think we lost a little bit not being able to see it. Yeah. I mean, basically, he's sitting in the lobby of a fancy office building with a camera. Yeah. And so you he's see, like, blurry um, pictures of a dude in a suit. Fuck, what's his name? He's uh, Michael Mooring. Yeah, he's Michael Bigfoot's, Mooring. He's Bigfoot Michael Moore. Yeah. <laughs> Roger and Bigfoot? Yep. Exactly. That's what, yeah. And he's camped out waiting to, hey, what are, it's me, Bigfoot from Flint, Michigan. <laughs> oh, now they should do like a Bigfoot to catch a predator. Well, they would they would probably catch our next uh, subject, Denver Riggleman. (laughs) What if Michael Moore has secretly been a Bigfoot this whole time? That explains quite a bit, actually. Right, Bigfoot. Yeah, you know, I could see that. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. See, now I'm envisioning Denver Riggleman, who in this picture, but there's no way that Bigfoot is as hairy as Michael Moore is, (laughs) and probably less annoying. Why didn't they give Bigfoot the Minnesota accent? I was going to say, Bigfoot was strangely well-spoken and almost had a British yeah. accent when he started. It I went know. away really quickly. Guys, guys, one. They got like Liam Neeson to voice Bigfoot. You're, you're stereotyping <laughs> people from Minnesota, and you're also stereotyping Bigfoot, and I don't appreciate it. Well, hey, it. there was just a squatch in my potato <laughs> salad. <laughs> he was oh, over yeah. there. I saw him. He stole a bunch of pap out of my bar. <laughs> Oh, yeah, went over to the Wawa, and then he, uh... I just wanted an excuse to do that. I'm you sorry. know, they would never say pop, though. They'd say soda. No, soda. they say pap. Ah, everyone I know from Minnesota says soda. Really? Well, my family from... Wisconsin. Eastern South Dakota says pap. <laughs> or cook. Cook? Yeah, I had to, I consciously decided to change. I say soda. So... Because I'm afraid you can hear it if I say pap. They'll be like, wait, What? The, uh, the one that I always find is that people say milk as milk, 
And that's not no. a Minnesota thing. That's more of a Wisconsin thing. Milk. But yeah. yeah. Well, what else do you put in your cheese curds? Milk. Milk. Duh. Milk. I always thought that it was maybe they're not actually making cheese curds with real milk. Maybe they're making it with, like, crab with a K, basically. <laughs> there's and something else that we don't know about called milk. <laughs> there's this thing that they knock off milk called milk. <laughs> That's what they were saying the whole time. Like, I used milk and it didn't work. I'm pretty sure I'm ripping off a Simpsons joke. but <laughs> Now vitamin nah, K. It's meak. <laughs> so, uh, Denver Riggleman. <clears throat> we talked about him. We had dedicated an entire episode to him a few months yeah. ago. A real man with a real name. Uh, a real man <laughs> with a real obsession with Bigfoot's wiener. Uh, to refresh everyone's memory, Denver Riggleman was running for the House uh, in Virginia, House of Representatives in Virginia, the Federal House of Representatives, I should say. He was running against a woman named Leslie Cockburn. Oh, uh, somewhat unfortunate. Yeah, and uh, his Instagram shared a naked picture of Bigfoot with a giant censored bar over his big old dick. Like knee length. Yeah. I mean, like Bigfoot's getting a black eye from this thing at some point. <laughs> yep. That's uh, why he doesn't run. He walks. He, he oh. <laughs> That's why he's also that, bent over because it's just dragging him down. That's yeah. why. Yeah, we, that's, that's what, what that, that swagger like is. Like, like you have to walk like that when you got a dick dragging the ground. Right. Otherwise, it would, he'd be blowing out his knees. Uh, he <laughs> also he <laughs> also wrote a book called "The Mating Habits of Bigfoot and Why Women Want Him." Is this the dude who had psychic Bigfoots? No. When did we talk Wait. about psychic Bigfoots? Yes, this people? was this was, was, that that him? was that episode. Yeah, where we listened to video of him talking about psychic Bigfoot and UFO Bigfoot and how he may or may not believe it, but he just had this one rambling long sentence. And he and this guy won. <laughs> he did. Denver Riggleman yeah. uh, definitely won. Like, uh, I like Riggleman this guy's positions on Bigfoot. He is a man who, by his name, should be the sheriff in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sheriff Riggleman, he won't be yeah, in on this. Sheriff Denver Riggleman out here, and then Denver Riggleman dies in the first act. It's a pretty good name for a dirty cop, though. Yep. <laughs> Oh, so, so a, he's the one that will help the girls, but they have to sleep with him first. Something that no, did not a wrinkle that did not make it into our initial episode that makes this even weirder. His opponent was is Olivia uh, Olivia um, what's her Wild. name? Cock, Olivia Cock Wild's burn. mom. So Olivia Wild's mom. Yeah, Olivia Wild from House and other things. Which means that her real name is Olivia Cockburn. Uh, Wait, Olivia Wild, the actress? Yes, was running against him. His, no, his no, mom. Her, her mom was. Hang on, wait, you're talking over each yeah, other. Yeah, her, her real name was Olivia Jane Cockburn. So, and she's Olivia Wilde, the actress. Yes, but her, her mother, Leslie Cockburn, was the Cockburn who was running against Denver Riggleman. Oh, okay. Yes. So an actress's mom. All right. Yes. I was like, wait, that name sounds super familiar. Which somehow makes it way weirder. It's already fucking weird. Yeah, way to lose the Bigfoot guy, Mom. Yeah, lost to the Bigfoot's dick guy. I hope she called. A, I, I hope Olivia called her mom up after that and gave her some shit for it. This is going to be a weird Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, and then Olivia Wilde's mom brought this like she was sort of responsible for making the Bigfoot's dick storyline a thing. Oh, she against absolutely. Opponents, because she yeah. put it up on Twitter or something. Yeah, she tried and, to. She tried to basically uh, shame him into losing over this. But she did it in the most, like, drop that bomb and run sort of way imaginable because she basically said, like, Denver Riggleman was out campaigning with white supremacists yesterday, 
and now he's into Bigfoot porn. Guess this is who we want in Congress. It was something ridiculous like that. Like yeah. you need to stop and explain what the hell you're talking about here. And, and and it's a it's a really weird time in American politics when you can say you started with the neo Nazi thing and you still buried the lead. Right. Yeah. Oh, classic case of okay. So uh, we can't seem to agree that Nazis are bad, which is odd in our national discussion. Nor can we decide that Bigfoot erotica is not great either. Unless you're in Brick, New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for thanks for a referendum on that, New Jersey. I did in in the interest of fairness, I did go and found some of Denver Riggleman's um, material. Oh, his literature called yes, his literature. This is by Denver Riggleman and Don Baroni. It's called Bigfoot Exterminators Incorporated. And I was going to share part of it with you so that Wait, you can know exactly what we're talking about. Let me guess. Is it exactly a novelization of Ghostbusters? Except they're hunting Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I haven't read the whole thing. But they had a I fourth character in the third act. It's crazy. <laughs> but I think this is kind of indicative of what we're talking about. Okay. Starting on page two. Then I see my son Jimmy break off from the group and run back my way straight into the howls. Quote, no, you're not getting, you're not getting my son. I lift up my three ninety nine Walmart walking stick, and in a flash, that flash being about two to three seconds, being that I am 54 years old at all, I spin a bottle. I spin to battle the beast. Now, with only half a walking stick since the bottom half, the one with the point that I need is stuck in the mud. Great. But I was swinging nonetheless like a madman at a Nordstrom's half-price shoe sale, <laughs> arms moving up, down, sideways. I let loose a close-in thrusting move. I saw a while lying on the couch watching Zorro, hoping that if the beast had private parts somewhere, wherever mystic beasts keep them, my half-walking stick slash sword will strike Bigfoot balls. <laughs> It was at that point that I feel felt a tug from my waist area. <laughs> Damn near too close to my own mystic private parts. Was this written by one of one of those things that are ostensibly written by an algorithm? That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like it was written by a human. We fed a bunch of pulp novels and Bigfoot stories into this AI. Here's what it wrote. wrote. I had my 399 walking. Like if you do it in a really old man sounding voice. My 399 Walmart walking, walking, walking stick, and I jabbed it at the Bigfoot balls. So uh, I don't know if he's ever been to a Nordstrom, but um, they I don't still have think, outlet malls. Yeah, in, I, in Virginia. I think a madman would swing his walking half walking stick around like that, whether or not he's at a Nordstrom half price shoe sale. I don't know if that would increase the likelihood. That's so weirdly specific. Yeah, it's the <laughs> strangest simile I have heard in a long time. <laughs> just like I was at a Nordstrom's <laughs> shoe, which is it's so. Just did he write this in 1994? Yeah. I don't know. Like where you could still go to a Nordstrom well, and, and, buy and like shoes? The, the asides, like the subordinate clauses he put in, they make it sound like Grandpa Simpson's story about going to Shelbyville with an onion on my belt because that was the style in the day. 
It's like I was in a radio shack swinging around cell phone cases. So, and I swung my walking stick, well, half walking stick, you know, as the one half of it was a stucco on the mud. And I swung it like, you know, so swing it like in Zorro times, because that's how the Zorro swung it. And then I hit the Bigfoot in his maybe balls, and but then he grabbed my wiener. I saw that Zorro movie once. They had it on at a blockbuster. But we know now that he wasn't always settled on Bigfoot having a big giant dick. At some point in his Bigfoot dick appreciation, he was actually agnostic about whether Bigfoot even had genitals. Right. These clearly weren't big enough to see. Well, was this a real Bigfoot or a psychic projection of Bigfoot? It was a mystical no. beast. A yeah, mystic, a mystic a- beast? <laughs> Let's not forget. Let's not bury the lead here that a United States congressman, in writing, referred to his balls as mystic. His own <laughs> cock and balls as mystic. His poor wife, Denver. Denver. Yes, honey. Denver. You need to take the wizard hat off your wiener and put down your walking stick. You're starting to scare me. <laughs> Honey, it's a half a walking stick. The other half stuck in the mud. <laughs> it's half a sword. You, it's half a sword, devil woman. <laughs> These are my mystic balls, and you will say hello to the mystic balls. Then you will kiss the mystic balls, and the hat stays on. The hat stays I on. Kind of, I actually kind of feel bad for every other member of Congress now who's got to like go to an orientation thing with this guy. I was just and thinking all they're going to know about him is that him and his mystic balls and Bigfoot dick. <laughs> Everyone's like, yo, what up, BD? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, you BD for Bigfoot dick. <laughs> oh, but this is not his only contribution to the world, right? Then they dump his books. Wait, <laughs> do you have other contributions you know of, John? I thought that Denver Riggleman had made some other contributions to our society. Uh, or had attempted. Oh, no, I'm jumping ahead. That's somebody else. Yeah, that's somebody that's else. Our next so, yeah, Denver Riggleman... <sighs> What, but what? anyway, somehow Denver Riggleman won. Yeah, what do you say? He fucking won. <laughs> this man is in yeah. uh, in the House, or will be sworn in in January. He won by seven points. That's a decent spread. It's a pretty pretty good uh, pretty good total. Yeah, um, but it is rural Virginia, so I'm not super surprised. But at the same time, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, imagining like a house debate now and Nancy Pelosi is trying to control shit and and he's like, no, no, we will enact law to protect Bigfoot's mystic balls from <laughs> poachers. And she's just like, for fuck's sake, Denver, just shut the fuck up, Denver. And then they call her a nasty woman. Oh, that's. Uh, Christ. This would make a really good episode of Law and Order. <laughs> Ripped from the headlines. Ripped from the headlines. Exactly. About they, mystic balls. And he's in there like ranting and raving at the court with like a, a handful of papers that he's <laughs> waving at the judge. I have here 17 documents that confirm the mysticness of Bigfoot's dick. Where it's kind of like one of those ones with the, like, a, he's like a sovereign citizen, but with Bigfoot. <laughs> Just yelling about Bigfoot. When will this committee take seriously Bigfoot's mystic balls? <laughs> oh, oh man, uh, uh, the cop! The cops would have lots of really good one-liners on that. I'm trying; I can't think of any right now. How about how about a movie? Mister Foot goes to Washington. 
And you just you just got like Jimmy Stewart playing. Sasquatch. It's got to be somebody. It's got to be Jimmy Stewart. Though. Yeah. Oh. Well, Dana Carvey does a good Jimmy Stewart, and he's going to be in a Bigfoot suit. So well, I came here to Washington to talk about Bigfoot's paint. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas, movie house. Merry Christmas, Bigfoot dick. <laughs> All right, so that's really silly. I know. So let's uh, <laughs> let's let's finish up our Bigfoot politics follow up with this 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 wasn't an election but arguably is indirectly tied into the 2018 midterms because uh rumor has it and John you could probably speak more to this i had read that trump was planning on firing um jefferson beauregard sessions the 3rd after the midterms one way or the other oh, full name is so good so does that yeah, that was almost certain to happen regardless of whether they won or they lost um, where Sessions pissed me off is that he resigned instead of being allowing himself to be fired, which actually does Trump a favor because had Trump fired him, he would not be able to put our next Bigfoot aficionado into office without congressional approval. Well, uh, that's one of many things that anger me about Jeff Sessions. But another another like weird piece of the zeitgeist is how the day Jeff Jeff Sessions was fired, I was like, oh god damn it, Jeff Sessions got fired. Because in a normal world, we should be happy about that. Nobody should ever be upset that Jeff Sessions has less power than he did yesterday. Right, but now everyone's <laughs> like, oh fuck, the Mueller investigation might end. <laughs> so Sessions was uh, replaced with interim acting attorney general uh, Matthew G. Whitaker. And uh, Matthew G. Whitaker has the most power of anybody on this list and maybe, maybe even more absurd than Denver Riggleman. What do you guys think? These these dovetail (laughs) together so well that I'm questioning reality at the moment. So this guy, claimed, with the patent, right? It, he claimed that quote DNA evidence collected in 2013 proves that Bigfoot does exist. He had a website selling Bigfoot paraphernalia, and he planned a celebrity event called "You Have Been Squatched." This is from the Washington Post. That's the least weird because he also asserted that time travel could be possible within the next decade. Tried to raise money. Ronald Reagan said the same thing. So <laughs> I can't do that one. I can just go, Will. Nancy. Nancy, bring me the Bigfoot time machine. Get me some jelly beans and a time what machine. What was the, the premise of the you got squatched? Because I know what I'm picturing. I don't know. Um... I'm picturing a prank show and then it Sasquatch <laughs> jumps out. Instead of and asking, just goes, and then it just subtitled, "You got squatched." So it's like "Ow, my balls," but with Sasquatch, it's just the same thing over and over again. You're mystic. Uh, well, I don't know. Let's give Bigfoot some credit. I don't know what he came up with for pranks. I'll watch it. Maybe you I'll go to it. get your mail, and it's just your mailbox is full of acorns. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bigfoot jumps out and goes, "Oh, Bigfoot, you got me again." And then, like, Vil- Wilmer Valderrama is there. And he goes, you got squatched. <laughs> That's the host. 
Good pull. <laughs> I don't know. Good pull. Fez from that 70s show. I think he's free. Probably. I don't think they can afford Mario Lopez. But. <laughs> he's too busy doing like some pet talent show at 5 a.m. on Animal Planet. <laughs> Where if you watch it, it's great. Like, because he just—you could tell—he really just wants to kill himself every day when someone comes on with a poodle and a tutu for the millionth time that like walks on a log. He's like, "Oh, what's her name? Oh, her name is Miss Prissy Pants." And he's like, "Oh, somebody please fucking murder me! I used to be AC Slater." Uh, Mario Lopez actually hosts the counter programming to Delilah on FM radio at like nine o'clock at night. What is what's his show about? It's he and his wife, like, I think honest to God hosted out of their basement or something. (laughs) I honest to God think that. And they do like, they play their pop music and then they do like celebrity gossip on the eights. And then they do like, um, they do this, the basic like morning drive time bullshit, except they do it at nine. It's like, all right, honey, here, I got this, uh, list of nine ways in which men and women are different i'm gonna read it and then we're gonna laugh at each one i like to imagine that he's doing his best shitty morning zoo dj voice so it's mario lopez but he's like here we go with some of the pop hits of today this is mario lopez from my basement (laughs) let's uh pick you up on the other side of some ariana grande all right here we come oh there he goes with the soundboard again um Okay, so here's the best part, okay? Now, uh, the Bigfoot thing is related to all of this. I actually found a press release. I found another news story and a press release that ties all of this together, okay? Time Machine and the Bigfoot and the Masculine Toilet. This is what I was saying, Dovetails. This complements the other story so well that it's... It's it's, it's it's scripted, right? It's an extra deep <laughs> toilet for dudes with really big junk. The masculine toilet. I guess so your your dong doesn't hit the water. Is that what? Is it just really yeah. deep? What's yeah, the... it's a it's a really deep toilet, and I, and I can read to you from the press release. <clears throat> and there's a little diagram in here that shows the distance between rim and water height is at least twelve inches. All right, here we go. (laughs) Miami Beach, Florida, November 20th, 2014, released uh, from uh, World Patent Marketing. That was the name of the company, World Patent Marketing. Uh, Quote, changing the shape of the current toilet system is only half of the equation. The second half of the equation involves changing both, A, the height of the rim, which needs to be increased, and B, the surface of the water level, which needs to be decreased. This will prevent contact with the water and its contents itself. Whereas the first solution only prevents contact with the porcelain. The distance between the rim and the water surface needs to be long enough to ensure there is no risk of contact. The average male genitalia is between 5 inches and 6 inches. However, this invention is designed for those of us who measure longer than that. I estimate that a 12-inch distance is adequate enough for most well-endowed men. Though I would not be surprised if there are cases who need a greater distance. (laughs) Nevertheless, for the time being, this is a good starting point. An extra long XL version can always be created if needed. So this guy allegedly holds a patent. Well, for allegedly, so you can find the actual patent. Yeah, so we'll get to that. But so he, he, um, Bigfoot's dick could fit in this toilet. So, (laughs) Matt, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. He might be one of those 13, 14 inchers who needs the XL version. Well, we don't know if that drawing is to scale. 
Because, yeah, Bigfoot, you assume, is eight or nine feet tall. Dick to his knees is, that's a lot of dick. Like three feet. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, Whitaker, um, it, it mentions it down uh, lower on in this article, uh, world, patenting mar- world patent marketing in the news. The appointment of Matthew G. Whitaker, former Iowa U.S. attorney and Republican candidate for United States Senate, to the company's advisory board. Uh, Whitaker was appointed June 15th, 2004, by President George W. Bush. Um, and resigned by an, uh, after an Obama appointee in 2009. So he was not the leader of this company. It seems like he did legal work for them. He was involved with them. Um, so uh, so where's the where's the weirdness that ties it all together? I got to find this. Okay. <clears throat> There's not enough. There's not enough yet. No, no. So this is this is uh, from Mother Jones. Find the, the through line that ties all the weirdness together. So World Patent Marketing uh, marketed a slew of oddball inventions. So the uh, the masculine toiled, of course, but it also masculine. marketed <laughs> it also marketed a theoretical time travel commodity tied directly to the price of Bitcoin. That's amazing, and I don't that's, know if that's that is like, a sentence like, that I like. They, they called it; call, it was called Time Travel X, and it was marketed as a quote a technology and investment vehicle and a community of users. So I'm going to oh. go forward in time to when my Bitcoin is actually worth something instead of just dog shit. Uh, no, you're going to have to go back in time for that. I <laughs> I don't think it's. I think. I, I think it's had its day. You're but, telling me it's not coming back. But I, I like. I like the idea that the time travel commodity tied time travel commodity tied directly to the price of Bitcoin. So that could be that like this is a time travel cryptocurrency that is tied to the price to, to the value of Bitcoin in the same way that like Eastern Caribbean dollars. Are tied or Western Caribbean dollars, which is what they use in like St. Kitts, I believe, and, and in St. Thomas, are tied to the American dollar. Or it could mean that like the value of Bitcoin determines how far you can travel through time. <laughs> so, like at your point of departure, it it looks at the Bitcoin graph and it's like, Marty, well, you can. How I- much Bitcoin do you have? <laughs> Doc, I don't even know what Bitcoin is. It's 1985. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads. And he's just putting Bitcoin in the distribution. <laughs> or in all likelihood, this is just a, a fourth dimensional pyramid scheme. Yes. Fourth dimensional pyramid scheme. That is incredible. So uh would it make it would that make it a hyper pyramid scheme? A hyper <laughs> It's a time cube scheme. <laughs> you you recruit downline through time and space. So you like you, you use your time travel X to call up Abraham Lincoln, and you're like, Abe, I have a wonderful business opportunity. Have you ever thought of opening your own company? And he's you like, Yes. Friends, and then they will tell two friends. All right, go back in time, <laughs> create Facebook, put everyone back in time on Facebook, and then try to get them to sell juice for you. <laughs> so you got this this fucking basic white girl. How are you going to do this if you can't sell it on Facebook, though? Cool, someone from high school I've never <laughs> talked to in twenty years. It's great your your mommy blogging about your pyramid scheme. It's not a pyramid scheme. Okay, so uh, but I'm not done yet. <clears throat> 
<laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> the firm also pitched Sasquatch dolls, promoting them with a video claiming that, this is what we saw earlier, DNA evidence collected in 2013 proves that Bigfoot does exist. So his time travel beliefs, his Bigfoot merchandise, and his giant dick toilet were all sold or marketed. Uh, the toilet, I don't think, ever made it to market. They were all marketed by the same bizarre company that was, by the way, um, accused over and over again of fraud while he was working there. I just feel bad for whatever, like, unpaid PR intern had to write that press release about the XL toilet. Because you know they just, like, you know they just picked out, like, the junior in college who's, like, mm -hmm. 20 and blonde and, like, hey, honey, you want to write a press release for me? It's going to really help your career. And she writes, like, a really professional one, and they're like, no, 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 baby. You got to put it in the first person. And she's like, but that's not how you write a press release. Oh, this is how we write a press release. (laughs) That's just how we do. Was this this company based in Florida? Shit, hell if I know. Uh, Oh, yeah, it was. Miami Beach. (laughs) Oh, what do you know? <laughs> News headline, Florida man's dick so big flops onto poop. <laughs> well, I was taking some bath salts and running around naked in a grocery store. Yeah. I went to take a shit, and then my dick hit the poop. I also pooped on the gator, so the gator <laughs> elevated the poop a little bit. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, uh, good call, Blake. Um, yep. This is ridiculous. Um, now, any state that claims that coined the term pillbilly, um, just assume whatever shady shit mm-hmm. happened when was there. Oh, uh, so here's here's another good line, because here's their justification for their masculine toilet. Oh, by the way, I do love the implication that the bigger your dick is, the more masculine you are. Yeah, right. right. Well, because I I would like all of the people who think that if you think that uh, don't do this at work, but Google the phrase Buck Angel. Because Buck Angel, the man with the pussy is manlier than I will ever be and has a vagina. Like no dick to speak of. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) speak of. I wouldn't write home about it <laughs> because because he has no interest in get, like getting the going full surgical transition. But so he just went halfway or what? Um, he he went and did he did all of the uh, hormone therapy. And wait, this sounds familiar. Yeah. Was this person on a, in a Vice article at any point? Maybe Buck Angel uh, looks like a gigantic hardcore angry biker. Hold on. Let and he does porn where people fuck him in his vagina. All right. Are Sorry, you... not my computer. Buck Angel looks like a son of anarchy. Yes, he does. Buck Angel. And what you will come up with may be Buck Angel having sex. Looks kind of like J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Images. Images. Is safe search? Yeah, it looks like J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Maybe J.K. Simmons is going to play him in an upcoming biopic. Um, totally. If they needed a celebrity to play, that it's J.K. Simmons. He is an adult film producer and motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so anyway, huh. so here's here's their justification for needing a giant dick toilet. By preventing contact, 
The present invention will protect males from infections, diseases, and other health hazards posed by potentially contaminated toilet surfaces. This will further provide men peace of mind when they have to sit down on a toilet seat. What, what good is having, having this huge dick if I give myself a yeast infection? <laughs> but on the downside, the big dick guys can no longer be like, no, honey, I got it from a toilet seat. <laughs> At the uh, Walmart. Steve, now, we got the masculine toilet. You know the Walmart has the masculine toilet, dear. I don't believe you for one second. <laughs> Let me smell your dick. So there's lots of regular dudes demanding... Hey, you should need to put one of those masculine yeah. toilets in here to serve my needs. <laughs> like, really, Kevin? Come on. Oh, my God. That is something I didn't even consider. All of the total lame dudes begging for big dick toilets. So We just can't keep these things in stock. They're flying out the door. The guy walks into Walmart showing off his Magnum condoms like, I just bought these Magnum condoms, but now I'm disappointed y'all ain't got a masculine toilet for men like me. I got my masculine toilet. I got my Magnum condoms, $100 bills. I'm ready to plow. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's uh, Matthew G. Whitaker, acting attorney general. That's our attorney general, folks. Yeah. That's a, this is an always sunny script, right? <laughs> that they they invent the masculine toilet. <laughs> yeah, it's just a really tall toilet that you like perch up on. I so don't my know. Giant dong doesn't hit the water. Giant, Duh. giant tall toilet sounds like an invention from a Conan O'Brien sketch. <laughs> like they just and here's some new, new inventions, and they just characters. wheel out a very tall toilet, and that's it. And it's just one of their their stock. Writer slash actors just gets wheeled by sitting on top, on top of, of like a toilet. toilet. And the toilet's made out of that Jabba the Hutt maggot costume that they used a thousand times about ten years yeah. ago. So I, I think could, it was a whale originally. I, I, I think you're right. I think we it started about out as a whale and they reused it over and over again <laughs> as different things. So I could not find, no matter how hard I searched, a patent application for the masculine toilet. Uh, but I did by uh, plugging into the the U.S. Patent Agency search engine find a couple of other inventions who uh, existed for the exact same purpose. And uh, the first one that I want to talk about, I'm going to send you guys the picture. Right. How does this meet my giant giant dong concerns and needs? Okay. <laughs> I just sent it. I sent it in the Gmail chat window. Oh, now I gotta go have Where's a look. Where's that at? It's in the Gmail. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> this looks so, like a medieval torture device. Yep. It's a it's yeah. for medieval ball and dick torture. All right, there's the huh. Support well, no one ever expects the Spanish Inquisition. It's called support <laughs> device for male genitalia. Provided it's a support device for supporting male genitalia, particularly the scrotum, when a male is in a seated position, including a support member and two or more attachment members, for attachment to or hanging from a user's legs. Date of patent, July, uh, June 27th, 2017. <laughs> I am a little ashamed to say that all of the applicants and inventors listed here on the patent application are from Indiana. Fort Wayne and um, Bloomington. One of the names listed here is Laser Johnson. <laughs> Where are you seeing that? <laughs> oh my God. 
Laser Johnson. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's a pat- that's a reference. So they're citing a, okay. a patent reference, and I don't know enough about patents to know, so what's know what that is. I, I wonder if that's like here's a thing that's similar but not the same. I don't know. I was kind of hoping it was the name of the product itself. The Laser Johnson. <laughs> That's a 1989 cop show that was canceled after two episodes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the picture looks, it's, it's, it, it is a ball sack sack with strings on it. What is it attached to? I don't know. Particularly the screw. So uh, you sit, I don't know. Uh, you sit down. That's, why do you need like support you for a, sitting down? <laughs> I feel like you have to wear a garter with this thing to clip it to something. This so if you're really old, you don't sit oh, on okay. your balls. So here's uh, here is the claim section, uh, the the description, uh, detailed description of the invention. Support oh, yeah. member looking at pictures. Preferred embodiment. Detachably attached to a first attachment member on a first side of the support member, and detachably attached to a second attachment member on the second. They really shouldn't <laughs> be using members so much. <laughs> Uh, so uh, a patent attorney had to put got to had go to put home the, got to go home yeah. and pour a stiff drink. <laughs> after this, shaking some some his poor or, bastard had to read a description of a ball sack sack in exhaustive legalese. Uh, oh, it attaches to the leg one leg of the user, and according to the claims, it's an adhesive strip. So you attach the sticky strip to your leg to hold your nuts in place. So you and have to shave first. I hope so. I also I love that they they thought this was necessary. That at no point were they like, "Oh, jockstrap," that <laughs> thing that has gone unchanged for twenty five hundred years. Just wear briefs, dude. <laughs> so, not to make any assumptions based on names, but the listed applicants and slash inventors are a Julia and a Kara and Solomon L. Lowenstein. Oh, Solomon L. Lowenstein. Okay, there he is. So I wonder if... Okay, so Solomon L. Lowenstein, Kara Lowenstein, uh, I'm guessing siblings because they live in different cities. Look, my brother invented this ball sack thing. And and me and his wife, Julia, we know that he's got really saggy balls. Just help me out with this. (laughs) Solomon! Solomon! Look, you you have your balls again. You guys know the the Lowenstein ball curse. You know they swing down by my knees, and the briefs just don't do it. I need to make a big sack for my ball sack, and I'm Kara. just going to stick it to my legs. Kara, I'm sitting on him again. Well, stand up. <laughs> Somebody call Laser Johnson to help out with my invention. This is... God, there must be so much silly shit at the patent office. Yeah, I kind of want to do a podcast about weird fucking patents now. <laughs> I think the most disturbing part of this product is that, like, it's veiny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, since, since we're describing a, an illustration, there's one illustration that looks kind of like a sack. And then the other one looks like a dickhead shape. <laughs> and then the other one looks more like a thimble shape. <laughs> It looks. It looks rigid. Uh, but it, it, it looks like it has. It looks like it has veins molded into the plastic siding of it. Presumably uh, plastic. According to yeah, the complete, yeah, what are these made of? According to the complete application, it's made of cellophane. Cellophane. 
<laughs> so here's really? what they did. They cut a circle out of some cling wrap and they taped it huh. to Solomon Lowenstein's nutsack <laughs> with tape. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, we need to bother the patent office with this. Julia, write this down. God damn it, Solomon. So this product was apparently based on that dad joke about the guy who goes into the psychiatrist's office dressed in cellophane. <laughs> and the punchline is, I can clearly see your nuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. All right, next. Okay, that this, one was uh, very silly. This is <laughs> U.S. patent number uh, 9,955,830B1, patented on May 1st, 2018. This is device for holding male genitalia adjacent to a toilet seat. Was there just a whole category of this kind of stuff? Here comes the link. <laughs> Here comes the link. Did you just look up, did you Google U.S. patent genitalia? I, I went to the U.S. <laughs> patent's own, uh, patent office's own search engine. I looked for masculine toilet, tall toilet, long toilet, high toilet, well-endowed, and then I just typed in male genitalia, came up with 66 entries. And we're going to, we're the looking at This one are women, too. They so is this some kind of trough? Uh, Constant Harris and Shakia Bruton. Inside edge. So they understand what happens when your dick touches the, the toilet water. So here's the, the abstract. Uh, device for holding male genitalia adjacent to a toilet seat. The device for holding male genitalia adjacent to a toilet seat. I love that that's the name. Like before they have a brand name, it's just... The device for holding a male genitalia adjacent to a toilet seat is an apparatus that may be installed temporarily on the front inside edge of a toilet seat. When installed on a toilet seat, the apparatus provides support for a user's penis while the user is seated on the toilet. In doing so, the apparatus prevents the user's genitalia from touching water in the toilet or the toilet itself. The apparatus is easily installed by sliding U-shaped clips onto the front of the toilet seat. So, as opposed to the XL masculine toilet, you can take this with you. Huh. I hope you take it with you. Finally, a solution a solution to my problem. Mm -hmm. And so now the drawing of this thing Wink. is fascinating. Because it's like, it attaches to the front of the toilet seat. It has little arms that attach to the front of mm -hmm. the toilet seat, like you would expect. And then it has, like, what looks like a little slide for your dick. Yeah. And it's but it, but it goes up, so like it looks like a water slide going down, but that's the back end. So your dick's facing up the water slide with the head of your. And this doesn't look like it would work for uh, people like our our attorney general. I, it looks like it's not that big, but I presumably you could make a bigger one. It looks like the most disturbing part of a McDonald's play place. <laughs> but for your dick. Well, you could probably make that in 10 minutes with a piece of PVC and a spring clip. Probably. But, <laughs> but uh, see, if I had... You know, a, if, if, if it's it, constantly troubling you. If if I had a really big dick, <clears throat> excuse me, given the size of my penis... Hypothetical. Hype, not hype. Hi, hmm, I, 
I would prefer this to having to install a stupidly tall toilet in my house, right? Like, that seems like yeah. a way better, a way yeah, better idea. This, this is going to be toilet. first of all, nothing, the as seen on TV going to save you seven hundred dollars in toilet installation. Yes, and and the three in the morning, half an hour infomercial for this, where you like you order one and you get five for free. Uh, if you just pay shipping and handling is going to be glorious because it'll be like some Australian guy explaining his dick toilet touching problems to an unassuming okay. blonde lady. You get slap chop Vince to do it. Slap <laughs> chop. Hey, you're going to love, Vince. you're going to love my nuts. And this time I really mean my testicles. You're going to love this. You're going to love it. Here, see? Your dick's touching the water. You don't want it to touch the water anymore. Bam! Clip it onto the toilet. Dick goes off the slide. It's like a play place for your dick. I'm Vince. Your dick will love it. I'm, I'm Vince with a device for holding male genitalia adjacent to a toilet seat. And then, like, one of the stars of Three's Company over there is like, Oh, thanks, Vince. This is great. Rest in peace, John Ritter. <laughs> uh, All right, I'll, send you, I'll send you one. You can... What? It's not gonna. It's not gonna be, be terribly relatable because you can't see it. But what are you? What are you sending me? Uh, some whitest, whitest kids you know did one called the Jizzle, <laughs> where it's exactly like Vince from Slap Chop, but it's just a rag that just soaks up <laughs> an absurd amount of semen. So let's hold off on that until after we're done. And I so. don't know what they. I don't know what they used. <laughs> But it is so gross looking. They did a brilliant job of making it absolutely disgusting. And so I, like, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just really curious. Like, what material was that? What did they use? They should really be selling the jizzle. So this is going to be a supersized episode. I kind of figured that going in. Um, two more patents, if you guys, if you are okay with that, we'll watch the jizzle here once we go off air, so to speak. Yeah. Okay, patent number three. Toilet sanitary shield for male genitalia. This is my favorite picture of all of them. Because this involves a technical drawing of a cock and balls. (laughs) (laughs) And what does this one do? Because the abstract says, The toilet sanitary shield for male genitalia is a device that is placed in the toilet to prevent the male genitalia from touching the walls of the toilet while in use. Now, judging from my own cock and balls, this is a really small toilet. This is a terrible solution also. <laughs> well, yeah, because your balls are still probably in the water at that height. So to describe, somebody describe this. Okay, so they put a bumper at the bottom of the bowl. With a suction cup. Yeah, you suction cup a big balls bumper. On the bottom of your toilet that I guess protrudes above the water. And then your testicles, your your scrotum... Just rests, sits on there. Rests, yeah, it sits lightly, <laughs> gently. It's literally a throne for your balls. Yeah. That's re- this is really dumb. That's a terrible idea. It's like, it's like, it's like an inflatable donut for your nuts. Like, I could have used one of these after my vasectomy. But... Yeah, it, yeah, okay, yeah, it's like a hemorrhoid donut. But for your balls... That suction cups in, in the, your... This in, is yeah. stupid. That other... The yeah. tray was a way better idea. Yeah, well, because... Even though your balls are closer to the water, generally, unless you're Bigfoot, um, I can't imagine a situation. What happened to this guy's balls? They're huge. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, this. If this drawing is to scale, then this toilet must be tiny. Yeah, it's either a tiny toilet or this guy has massively oversized genitals. 
in which case his balls are really, really, really big. Because the toilet this tiny, that's got to be a Bigfoot-sized dick with balls that droop at least twice as far down as the wiener. Well, I hope a, a patent clerk advised uh, Vladimir Laurent of Coral Springs, Florida, <laughs> of to see Florida. a doctor. I just think he needs to go get his nuts palpitated for cancer. Yeah. Like, uh, sir, this is every, all your documents appear to be in order. But have you seen a doctor? Cause this looks, this doesn't look good. Oh, it's worth pointing out that every section of the drawing is numbered and the balls are number 109. <laughs> yeah, in case you were wondering. The, the uh, shaft and head are not numbered. Also, he is circumcised. Maybe he figured that was self-explanatory. <laughs> well, there's we know what a dick is. What's this large sack attached to it? We better put that in the diagram or people might get confused. This is bizarre that there's more. There's not only any solutions to this problem that no one has, but that there's multiple. <laughs> well, no, sure. it actually makes perfect sense because this is a problem people want to have. That's true. Want to have big ass wieners, but that doesn't really explain why the first and one be so like, big or, that I need a little throne for them to sit on when I take a shit. But the the second one, the the the, the play place we looked at was invented by Constance Harris and Shakia Burton, both uh, right. oh, both from Florida. <coughs> okay. no, no, yeah, yes, Florida. Both from yeah, Florida. Vladimir. Uh, and then Vladimir invented this one from Florida. But the first, that one was invented by women. So I wonder if they just date a bunch of dudes with really big dicks or dudes who use the excuse I got herpes from a toilet seat and they're just like, well, we're going to get a patent so that you oh, fucking yeah. can't. <laughs> Don Trell. Whereas I think Vladimir was just trying to impress some girl at the patent office. <laughs> you know, you you know, Amy, balls are very big. I come from Russia, where our balls are so big compared to your really compared <laughs> to your your uh, puny American balls, and I will prove it with my ball thrown for the toilet application. That's an incredible, an incredible hypothesis. That it's they're just inventing. <laughs> Inventing giant dick inventions to go impress a patent clerk. And attorney Kyle A. Fletcher Esquire got paid $250 an hour to consult. Uh, check this one out. On, this one, on, on this Vladimir's attempt to impress a lady at the patent office. And then he gets, a, and then the poor guy gets assigned primary examiner Tuan Nguyen, who's just like, <laughs> okay, show me how, how fits with balls. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to need a couple more photocopies of this to show my friends at lunch <laughs> so we can laugh hey, Vlad, at Vlad, Vlad. Fucking crazy this is. Vlad, you realize that's a drawing of balls? and not, No, balls are that big. <laughs> what I like about this product, though, is that you could actually use it while still wearing the product from the first. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And so you your balls would you not combine only, them. Yeah, they, you, right. your balls would stay dry because of the cellophane, but also not get cold. Which it seems like a self self fixing problem because if your balls dip into the cold toilet water, they'll just whoop, right back up again. <laughs> but, he's, oh, but you know what this, you know what this thing should be though. It should be like the heated seat in your car. So there should be like a heating element oh, yeah. in there that'll warm up the water and the device. So when you put your balls on it, it will be warm. So <laughs> I have I have my solution is to just get one of those big grandma toilet seats <laughs> that's padded like six inches worth of like really rigid memory foam. And then like the, the, the parts the little the little seat pads on the bottom are like four inches high because grandma yeah. has trouble sitting down. And so you barely have to sit down. 
Uh, and except, then nothing's going to touch. Except padded toilet seats are are of the devil. That I know, they, they're terrible. So if, if my options are balls in the water or sit on a padded toilet seat, I'll take balls in the water. Because I can dry my balls. That's a bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last patent. Somehow this started out as an episode about Bigfoot and politics. Now it's just about big balls. You just found too many patents. Oh, I wish there were more. I really do. Seriously, guys, weird patent podcast. How has nobody done that yet? So, United States patent number uh, DES 340,280, whatever that means. Date of patent October 12th, 1993. Tray for washing the male genitalia at a sink. <laughs> at a sink. Uh, and that is what it appears to be. So it's. <clears throat> Really, that's it. Yeah, so literally, it's just half of a yeah. glory hole. The <laughs> the ornamental design for a tray for washing the male genitalia at a sink, as shown and described, looks like an inbox on a desk. Yeah, <laughs> with half a glory hole cut into it. That's yeah. what it is. It is it is part of a box with an arc cut out for your wiener. I got your TPS reports right here. <laughs> the description. Does it, like, collect the water in the basin? Well, here, I'm going to read you the entire description because it's really short. Um, I want to see it. Let me see if I can find anything different. I'm pretty sure this one page that I sent you guys is everything. So, figure one is a top, front, and left side perspective view of a tray for washing the male genitalia at a sing. So, they didn't oh, proof it well. Showing my new design. Figure two is a reduced front elevational view thereof. Uh, okay, he's just telling what the pictures are. So... This is this is it. This is all we have to go on from Charles H. Junka from Frankline, Louisiana. Yeah, it's part. It's, it looks like an in like a, an inbox you would have on your desk, but the back part of it just has a semicircle cut out of it. Yeah. So an inbox that's ready for someone to put their junk on. Yeah, like right. if you had, hey, do you have that report? And then you just like set your balls in it so an inbox <laughs> and it's cut out it's cut out for that so so ironically, this is, ironically the inventor's name is charles junka <laughs> this is the inbox that lbj had on the resolute desk is that what you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be the inbox on a porn desk <laughs> okay guys guys can yeah we, it's right here can 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 i get some agreement here that veteran or not calling that one motherfucker with an eye patch a porno secret agent that was that was a funny joke, right? That was pretty. Solid. I thought that was pretty funny. I, I thought, thought that was spot on. That was a pretty good. And plus, the guy like is a racist piece of shit anyway. So whatever. Um, I would, although I would have gone with he looks like the porno version of Russell Crowe. <laughs> that too. And then I and then I would have used a Russell Crowe movie with a porn title poster <laughs> as the the image. Oh, I thought he looked like uh, number two from Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> like the porno version of Austin, of number two from Austin Powers. So uh, the I like that one. This is ornamental, uh, and that two ornamental. He, he made out of fine ivory yeah. and is embroidered. Well, in case you in out. case you leave it out, and you know it's to look nice. It's gold plated. Uh, 
Because you know how often I wash my balls in a sink around other people, and I want them to be impressed. Not oh. just by my balls, but by the device <laughs> that I am using to wash, wash my, my balls. balls. So which way does this go? Do the balls sit in the tray and the dick flops over and then you wash it so you keep your balls dry? Or do you put the base, do you put like your your, your taint in the balls in, in the semicircle and so all of it flops into the tray and then you wash it in the tray? I would assume so. I thought which, you put which your one? dick in the semicircle. Okay, so you keep your balls dry, or you put your balls in the semicircle, and then the the water collects in the little basin. Oh, okay. Good to know. Uh, I uh, I kind of wish he didn't get this patent because I'm mystified by it. It seems like they would they would be like, no, 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 we need more detail. Where's the balls go? Where does the dick go? How does this work, Mister Junka? And his patent is expired. This is this is now public domain. Okay. It was a 14-year patent back in 1993. And he didn't renew the patent. So that's good. So we can all manufacture ornamental trays for washing male genitalia at a sink. I'm going to make uh, mine out of a nice vintage micarta. Give it a nice, you know, <laughs> Bakelite look. Uh <laughs> I think I will make mine out of uh, bone. I will scrimshaw it. <laughs> bone? Get you some whale, some old like whale bone. Some old uh, or some fa, some of that uh, that mammoth ivory. Mm-hmm. So it's legal. It does look like it's made out of some sort of wood or ivory because it's got knots in it almost. It's it, yeah, the sides of it are not smooth like Although, plastic would be. I, I wonder if that's like like when when Jack Kirby would like draw a window and it would have the like the transparency lines on it. I wonder if it's yeah. glass. It's made out of acrylic. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think I would feel like putting my dick on a. Well, side of sharp glass. I, okay, so maybe there's a rubber lip because I can see there looks like there's a little lip okay. where the semicircle is. So maybe it's fine leaded glass that just sparkles in the sunlight. I just hope it's dishwasher safe because I'd like to clean it. <laughs> when, it dude, is Charles H. Junka of Frankline, Louisiana. Yep. So you know demo that's pallet wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's pallet wood. He got most of the nails out of it. <laughs> I, would, uh, I was trying to wash my balls down in the bayou, and then dang old gator came up and tried to take yeah. a butt out of my balls, so I done made this here thing to set it in my balls then when I wash them. It's a ball shield. <laughs> you don't want no crawdads up in there. <laughs> uh, this guy hired an entire firm. Like, it wasn't just one poor lawyer. It was the firm of Provel Hewitt, Kimball, and Krieger who had to be the paid attorneys for the ball tray. Like, All right, Charles, I guess we'll look at your ball tray. <laughs> as long as you're paying, uh, I guess we'll do whatever you hey, want. Look, my sister-in-law <laughs> is a lawyer. <laughs> oh, it took them two years. It took them just over two years to go ahead and give him his patent. And here's something that I would like to remind listeners, because there are patented... Uh, perpetual motion machines. Having a patent doesn't mean that you have invented something useful or good or even functional. Or that works, yeah. It just because means you were that the first one they to ain't draw never it. seen this before. Yeah. That's what that basically means. <clears throat> so if we were to come up with a different way to wash the male genitalia at a sink, we could patent a, a better and enhanced version of the tray for washing the male genitalia at a sink. What did he do with this? <laughs> he had this patent. What did he do with it? 
Do you think he's got a Connex box somewhere in rural Louisiana that's just full of these things? <laughs> I'm going to Google the phrase "tray for washing the male genitalia at <laughs> a sink." That some the uh, the the History Channel pickers are going to stumble across. It's like, what the hell are these? All right, Charlie. So, well, there's the patent. <laughs> that the patent definitely came up. Uh, um, I've definitely found Charles Junka's LinkedIn. Uh, Junka yes. Inventions Unlimited LLC. Charles Junka Inventions, patents by inventor Charles L. Junka. What else has he invented? <clears throat> Fastener assembly for toilets. Fastener <laughs> assembly for toilet. Apparatus and method for lifting and aligning toilets. Apparatus and method. And tray for washing the male genitalia at a sink. So I hope to God Charles Junka is a plumber. <laughs> Otherwise, I've he really, has a very a strange lot of, obsession. A lot of me really, really wanted just one of them to be you know, like part of the part of the landing gear on a triple seven or something <laughs> <laughs> he just had one hit oh jesus oh he designed the oleo assembly for the leg the landing gear on the f-18 uh mr junka if you are listening god bless you mr junka hey keep trying <laughs> i wish oh, he maybe, had a brand. maybe okay. his, his okay. plumbing related ones are a big deal in the plumbing industry so i want to i want to try to go out on this if you had to come up with a brand name for Charles Junka's tray for washing the male genitalia at a sink, what would you call it? <laughs> well, Tim and Eric already have Cinco. <laughs> it's a Cinco product. Uh, what would I call that? Um, Balls be clean. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, hmm. What can give it a nice Louisiana flavor? Mm. <laughs> Actually, in all actuality, I would probably name it Dude, Why Are You Washing Your Balls in a Sink That Frequently That You Need a Product? <laughs> well, I got no shower. <laughs> what is going wrong in your life that you can afford this, but you don't have running water in a shower? <laughs> got no shower. Buy you full crawl ass. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Um... Cajun cockwash? <laughs> uh, Dick Buddy. Oh, there you Dick go. Buddy. Dick Buddy. Or, pretty good. or Dick Caddy. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Caddy. Well, Dick, I think the first one would be the Dick Caddy. The one where you tape your yeah, balls to yeah. your legs. That's a Dick yeah. Caddy. I think I like Ball Buddy on this one. Ball, ball Buddy? The Ball Buddy. It's Keep very you... Ronco sounding. Ball Buddy. <laughs> Keep your balls dry while ball you're Ronco. washing your dick in the sink. Ball buddy, why the hell would you use this? That's your slogan, right? Oh, Suzanne Summers. <laughs> oh, in a sink. Oh, it's a, this is probably this is this is a, a, like some insight into the head and the life of Mr. Charles H. Junka, right? Because he you, he saw a need. You know, necessity, is, necessity being the mother of invention, yeah. I'm sure it is. He saw the need and he filled it. And I imagine he's not like all the guys inventing things to keep your gigantic dick and balls from touching the toilet water. He was washing his dick in the sink and was like, there has to be a better way. It's like I want to see the commercial where it's guys failing to walk the There's a guy. There's a guy in black and white. Like, how do I do it? Oh, and his dick slaps him in the face. <laughs> oh my god! Burns his dick in the sink. There's got to be a better way. Now the, the wife, the wife comes in with her hands on her hips and cocks her head. Mm -mm. Now there is. What are you doing? Wall buddy. Or just take a shower, you pig. 
Ball Buddy from the makers of the Cock Caddy. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's it for tonight. <laughs> that's what I'm going to call it. My 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 product title is just "Take a Shower, You Pig." <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's been patented already. <laughs> so that's already a product. That said, if we could invent an ornamental shower for male genitalia. That was just oh, a little, forget, just a little dick that shower. It's ornamental. It's so beautiful. It just, will... a, just a really nice little like brass dick shower. That's a lower shower and your regular shower. I think we. Yeah, this one's made out of Tiffany glass. <laughs> <laughs> so we really, we really started out to talk about the results of the election, and I think we inadvertently did all of our Christmas shopping. That's true. This is very true. <laughs> uh, well, I've, I don't know if my mom will like uh, the, the ball body, but we'll see. I'll report back uh, for show January. That's a snow shovel. I don't know. <laughs> oh shit, mom! I forgot you don't have balls. God damn it! I'm sorry. I'm such a bad son. <laughs> All right. Any any last words? Let's stop electing people who uh, think about Bigfoot's dick so much. How about that? Just, yeah. just think about that for the next couple of years, America. Unless it's us. If we ever run for office, we're not disqualified. Yeah. Which? Yeah. Oh, SNL finally got around to making fun of that last night yeah i need to watch that episode so it's although my sketch was better i i i yeah i hear it was a very good episode but i like that we got out ahead of them on the bigfoot dick comedy wagon my sketch was better because they did it in update and i would have done a separate sketch with a town hall meeting of just people asking him questions (laughs) (laughs) about bigfoot time travel and and literally any actor on that show could have played Denver Riggleman because no one has any fucking clue what Denver Riggleman actually looks like. Oh, oh he's a bald old white guy. I found it. As long as he has a creepy porn stash, yeah. they would be. He would be a believable Denver Riggleman. So I would like to thank all of my uh, like to thank all the folks who voted for me to send me to the house from Virginia's third district. Uh, anybody have any questions about my policies? And then there you go. And it's just all Bigfoot's dick. Yep. I support our president. That's great, but. Is he circumcised? <laughs> all I don't know. All I know is that I swung half of my walking stick at his mystic balls, and I don't know what happened. Oh, sir, when did and you change I your? Got a, then I got a handy from Bigfoot. That's all I can tell you. When exactly did you change your position on Bigfoot's external versus internal genitals? <laughs> you sound like a flip flopper to me. <laughs> when exactly did you flip flop on Bigfoot's giant? <laughs> You know how often I, I have to advise candidates not to talk about hypothetical questions, not to answer hypothetical questions, and then here this guy is not only answering hypothetical questions, but posing his own about <laughs> hypothetical genitalia on a hypothetical monster? Oh, and hypothetical aliens abducting the hypothetical monster and hypothetical monsters abducting women to have hypothetical crossbreed babies with them? Right. Yeah. No, I, I tell him, don't even, don't even talk about the hypothetical tax rate. But yeah, by all means, talk about, talk about Bigfoot's junk. Yeah, go for it. I mean, That's just, fine. Just go for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Here we go. Everyone, thanks for listening. That was fun. That was that was a good one. Thanks for joining us, John. Okay. So I didn't hear you. Say it one more time, John. Thanks for joining us, John. Yeah. Thanks for having me, everybody. Welcome. Anytime you want to come and talk about stupid shit with us. Oh, nice, nice glass of wine. All right. 
So, um, you know, all the stuff the podcasts say about subscribing to us and 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 uh, following us on Facebook and telling your friends about us, because this is fun, uh, but it's always nice to be liked. And the more people that like us, the better our self-images will be, and the less likely we will be to invent fictional products uh, to pretend our dicks are huge to make ourselves feel better about a lot in life. So, um... Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week with a normal-sized episode about uh, an actual cryptid and not a bunch of weird dick patterns. 